Man, <laughs> y'all, I'm here. We made it. You want to know something? I've been putting off doing this podcast for so long. I mean, for over a month because I knew that I was supposed to do it. But the topic that I'm supposed to be talking about, I'm going to be honest, I did not want to do. I didn't want to do it. And my actions proved it. But God and his sovereignty and just the way that he aligns everything. Oh, he going to make sure he made sure that I'm here on this microphone right now talking to you. And you know what? To God be the glory. So welcome. Welcome to Project Redeem Her. My ultimate mission for this podcast is to be authentic and transparent um, in my walk with Christ. I know I learn something new every single day. And if I'm learning, I know somebody else is supposed to learn whatever I'm learning. And as an evangelist, I believe I'm called to be an evangelist. I believe it's my job to share what I learn, no matter how nasty, ugly, painful it is. And I'm ready for it. So y'all on today's podcast, man, (laughs) I'm just laughing because it's just in time for Valentine's Day. So let me give you a little bit of backstory. Um, for the past, let's just say, however many months, let's just say since, uh, spring 2021, Khadidra was in a relationship. Um, granted up front, the relationship didn't seem bad. Nothing seemed bad. The person, um, appeared to be a nice guy. You know, he was different than any other guys I dated based off of, um, what I saw and what he showed me. Um, fast forward a couple months, um, a lot of stuff good happened in his life when we were together, but I noticed my spiritual life started declining fast. Um, I fell back into sin. This person began to fill a void in my life that I didn't want to acknowledge no more. I just wanted it to be filled. Y'all, I was tired of fighting. Something happened. I was divorced earlier in 2020 um, before COVID, so I can't blame COVID for it. <laughs> Um, and then later in the year, I got into a spiritual attack that just ended up leaving me broken. And I tried to go back to a familiar place looking for love all over again. And as soon as I was done, I was, I was almost done, y'all done. I was almost done with my sinful ways. And then the enemy blocked this person in my life. But you know something? I ignored the fact that it was the enemy. I actually justify the relationship the entire time all in hopes to possibly encourage this person because I kept saying you know I know you can't you can't make nobody change but you know maybe I can encourage somebody to do it well fast forward to today God he got a sense of humor God showed me and gave me so many opportunities you know uh the word of God says that God doesn't tempt anybody with sin he always provides a way of escape out of every temptation. But we got a way of not choosing that way of escape. We'll sit here and we'll, you know, justify. We'll let the enemy plant doubts. But I got to be honest with you. If you got to check in your spirit, if your conviction is there, if your spirit is just off when it comes to this person or the situation or the season, listen, just listen. No matter how painful it might be, no matter... If you might end up looking stupid, because the longer you disobey God, the longer you stay out of his will and connected to something he ain't call you to, the longer 
and more, I guess, strong, the revealing, the pain from the revealing will be the embarrassment of it. Because, you know, at the end, you'll be sitting and you'll be looking like, man, all of that could have been avoided. It could have been avoided if I just listened to the voice of God in the first place. Well, fast forward the last month, y'all, God has been (laughs) telling me that I need to go back into the single season. I ain't want to do it. I was like, God, I've been in a relationship for 10 months now. This person ain't perfect, but maybe, maybe, maybe they'll get back, you know, get, get things together. Maybe I'll get back to you. You know, maybe we can stop fornicating. Maybe I could stop entertaining some of the bad habits he didn't introduce in my life. Maybe I can influence him to start going to church with me. Y'all stuff I thought I was done with. I thought I was done with this stuff. Nope, nope, nope. I wasn't. And God, I just couldn't pull the wool over his eyes. Well, hunty, do you want to know what God did? God, he gave me a warning. He gave me a warning shot for the last time in January. I ain't listened to it. So then he hit me with a boom. He did something. He he exposed something so big that I couldn't even ignore. It was like, okay, God, you win. At this point, I can't be with this person. Because it was it was so big, y'all. It was to the point to where if I ignored it, baby girl, it's, it's not God, it's you. That It's not me. It's not you, it's me. That that was me. <laughs> and I'm just being honest. So, And it all happened a week before Valentine's Day. I was like, oh, God, you, you want me? You want me to talk, huh? Okay, I'll talk. I'll talk. So last five minutes, <laughs> that's what I, I wanted to just kind of share with you because what I am talking to you about is not something that I am not walking through or haven't walked through before. It's something that God has taught me in a previous season in my divorce that I forgot about. And now I'm reentering the season that I need to remember what the Holy Spirit has already taught me. And something amazing about God, if he's allowed us to go through it before and he's equipped us for it before, he'll do it again. It don't matter how how many times we mess up. It does not matter how many times we miss the mark. To be completely honest, it doesn't matter how many times we disobey him, but God and his faithfulness to us, he will finish what he started. So, y'all, this Valentine's Day, how y'all feel walking through these stores? Man, I can't even go in Walmart right now. I'm like, God, I don't want to be around all this happy stuff. These people happy. You got you got dudes taking the kids to the store. What? What is this? All this fluff, this fluffy stuff. I see pink. I see hearts. I see balloons. I don't want to see this. No, but that's really how I feel on the inside. <laughs> But I know I can't feel like that forever because if I stay with that perspective, it's going to plant some seeds of bitterness in my heart that I know are going to grow. And I'm just going to live out the whole, you know, saying misery misery loves company. And I don't want to do that. And I know you don't either. So on this Valentine's Day, something that the Lord is really telling me to do is really be mindful of what I focus on. Because we have a choice, y'all. We can focus on what we feel like lacks in our life, or we can focus on what we do have and the promises in the word of God. When I went through my divorce, I felt extremely lonely, extremely lonely. I felt replaceable. I felt 
just abandoned. I felt ugly, fat. Like, y'all, I was going through the motions when I was going through my divorce. And the enemy tried to magnify those feelings above the facts. The facts were, yeah, I was divorced. I was divorced, um, but that doesn't mean I'm abandoned. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, God, he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is our comforter, it's our friend. It's our down payment until the day of redemption. So that means the Holy Spirit, we have a friend inside of us that will never leave. And it was during that lonely season that I learned how to tap into the Holy Spirit like never before. When I talk a lot about God, I talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. It's not, I didn't just, you know, say, um, I'm not going to, I don't feel like a lot of people talk about the Holy Spirit enough. I'm going to talk about him. No, that's literally how my experience, my growth, that's where my growth in God started. When I actually acknowledge the Holy Spirit, you know, when Jesus, he told the disciples, cause they were sad, they didn't want him to go. But he told them, if I don't go, I can't send the helper. So you want me to go so I can send the helper. And Jesus, he has sent us a helper. He sent us his spirit. We have a part of his spirit living inside of us that connects us to him in a way that our physical bodies could never. That longing that we want that hug, that embrace, even the penetration of a man, sorry to go there, but just think about that internal, just love that we want. We have that. Now the Holy Spirit, obviously in the most reverential and respectful way, he, he, he penetrates the depths of our souls differently. And that's what God wants us to focus on this Valentine's day. Y'all it's hard. Because what do you do when, yeah, you know what to do, but it don't feel good, you know? Nothing that I'm talking about or will say is going to feel good. It's not going to feel good. It's going to hurt. You might have flashbacks. You might remember, you know, the, the, the way things were and wish they would be. But, baby, like, really listen to this. Will it ever be that way again? Will you ever be able to trust that person the way you did before? Do you want to go back into that relationship? Or are you settling for that season because you don't believe you are worth more, you deserve more, or you can have more? You know, the saying is true. If Nothing that is for you will leave. If it's for you, it will be for you. But more importantly, if it's for you, it's because God has given it to you. God gives good and perfect gifts. So if anything, a job, a promotion, a business venture, um, whatever, a relationship, if anything is taken out of your life and, and it leaves you with a void or a hole of some sort that you feel in your heart or in your soul, baby, that thing wasn't of God because God gives perfect gifts. Now, I think about the times in our lives where we create the voids or we 
We know we shouldn't, you know, enter into a certain season, deal, covenant, relationship. And then when God strips it from us because it wasn't a part of his will in the first place or he allows it to be stripped from us, we sit and we beat ourselves up over it because we think, well, maybe I deserved it. Maybe I'm supposed to feel this way. That is a lie from the enemy. The Bible tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace so that we may receive grace to help in our time of need. You cannot dig yourself out of a hole. Only the Holy Spirit can. He can teach you and he can equip you, but you have to start listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. When we don't listen to him, his voice gets quieter. The Bible says, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the strangers, they don't follow. But a lot of times we be acting like strangers. We say we say, but we sure don't be following the voice of Jesus and then wonder why we end up in situations that, you know, <laughs> don't align with his will and purpose for our life. But that's okay. You know, I find a lot of hope in the fact that God ordered my steps from the beginning. From the beginning. He said in my mother's womb, before I was in my mother's womb, he knew me. He he knows the hairs on your hand, your head. He knows the intricacies of your spirit. He knows your heart. He knows everything about you. He knows you in a way you don't even know yourself. He knows why you run to that food. He knows why you watch that porn. He knows why you keep running to that man or these men who don't truly value you. He knows and he wants you to know that not only does he knows, he want not only does he know, he wants to help you with it. He does not want to condemn you. He wants to teach you and show you that that longing you have can only be found in him. And the more you keep running to all these external things trying to fill a God void, the emptier you will be left. He does not want you to keep running to things outside of him. He doesn't. He wants you to focus in. He wants you to get in his word. He wants you to get lost in him. When that feeling, when that trigger happens, he wants you to call on his name. He said for the spirit of heaviness, he has given us a garment of praise. He wants you to call on him. He desires for you to call on him, to need him. The same way you feel like you need a man or you need validation or you need status. God wants you to know. He needs you and he wants you. Baby, do you not understand that Jesus died for you to spend eternity with God? Y'all, if I'm spitting and you hear a lot of S's and all that, you got to forgive me because uh, this is my first podcast, okay? But he died for you. No greater love has no man but to die for his friend. He laid down his life. He paid the ultimate price to redeem you. He came. He set the example. What did he do to the woman at the well? He never condemned her. He told her, yeah, I know that you have five husbands and the one that you are with is not your husband. He knew her. He didn't judge her. John 4, if you want to go read it. But he knew her. He didn't condemn her. He didn't make her sit in the back of the church. 
He didn't, he didn't even call her to walk with her head down. She left his presence and felt known. She felt seen. She felt heard. She felt understood. All that you want and that you need is in Jesus. It's not in nothing else. No matter what you do, you will never be able to fill the God void with anything other than God. Baby girl, I'm sorry, but when you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, I don't think you really understood the magnitude of the decision that you made. You have been bought with a price. You can't live in this life without him no more. You can't. You can't. And the more you try, the emptier you're going to feel. The more you try, the lonelier you're going to feel. The more you try, the more broken you're going to feel. It's only in Christ. And baby, when I say come to Christ and when I, when I bring up purpose, I ain't talking about works because we do that too. We try to hide our insecurities under our accomplishments. No, it's not about works. Less man will boast. No. It's not about what you do. It's not. What I'm talking about when I say purpose, I'm talking about, yeah, your God-given reason for being here, but it's all wrapped up in the intimacy that you are supposed to create within the Father. The world can teach you five steps to identify your purpose, five steps, 10 steps to becoming a millionaire, seven steps to become famous and rich and all these things. You are a believer. You can't do them steps without God. When he bought you, your emotions, your will, your intentions, your life is not your own anymore. And I say all that with a big pause because I really want you to think about it. I really want you to sit and think about what I'm saying. Y'all, 2022, it's got to be different. And it's got to be different because we got to be different. We got to be different. We have to start sitting at the feet of Jesus. You know the story of Mary and Martha? So Jesus came over. Martha wanted to cook dinner for him. Martha, she started getting super busy and preoccupied. She went in the kitchen, started cleaning, hustling and bustling, doing all this stuff to prepare the perfect meal for Jesus. And then she noticed that Mary, Mary Magdalene, the woman who was a prostitute, who poured her jar of oil worth tens of thousands of dollars on Jesus's feet and wiped his feet with her hair, that Mary, Martha found Mary at the feet of Jesus and she's wondering, why isn't this woman helping me? We're supposed to be doing this, this, and this. Lord, she came to Jesus. Don't you see that I'm in there sweating my butt off trying to cook this meal? And Mary is just sitting here at your feet. Martha was used to culture. Culture said the woman was supposed to be in the kitchen doing X, Y, and Z, preparing the meal, preparing dinner. 
But Jesus looked at Martha and said, Martha, Martha. And he reminded her, Mary has chosen what's important in this moment. And what was important was spending time at the feet of Jesus. And that's all God is calling us to. He wants us to spend time, intimate time with him. Not with our feelings, not with our our longings, not with our broken situations. Jesus wants us to run to him in this hour. And on Valentine's Day, 2022, I think it's going to be really important that we do that. Because how we handle our time on that day can really, really impact how we view relationships on the next day. If we spend our time meditating on our loneliness, we might miss the fact that Jesus was there the whole time. And the next day, we'll be more happy that we don't have to see all the Valentine's Day balloons and happy couples no more. But I don't think we'll understand that that can also plant a seed of bitterness and jealousy if we're not careful. We don't need jealousy in our hearts. We don't need envy in our hearts. We need to be faithful to God because he is faithful to us. You know, when I was in the shower earlier, I was praying and I'm like, God, what do you want to tell your people? What is it that you want to say through me? I was really curious. Like, God, what can I share? What do you want me to share? And what I heard the Holy Spirit say was, Valentine's Day is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to be broken. Because what does my word say? I'm near to the brokenhearted. And I save those who are crushed in spirit. So y'all, on that day, if you have a broken heart, I challenge you. Go to God. I challenge you to take every feeling that you have throughout the day. If you have a journal, I challenge you to take it with you wherever you go. And you know what you can do? You can just write. Write how you're feeling. God, I'm pissed off right now. God, I'm sad. I have nobody to bring me flowers. God, I feel lonely. God, I don't want to go home. I want to go to the bar and drink. Tell him. Tell him, invite him into your day. Invite him in. And when you do, he's going to meet you there. He said he's near to the brokenhearted. Valentine's Day with a broken heart, baby girl, that's the perfect time to get close to God. He'll be waiting. No, you might not have roses on the bed. You might not have flowers at the door. You might not have a box of chocolate waiting for you. But what you will have is internal peace. And you'll be planting a seed into your future because the time is going to come. It's going to come where that void will be filled, where that void will be filled, where that, that, that emptiness in your bed, it might be filled. And the thing is, we can't focus on that. I need you to get rid of when, that when. We need to stop asking when. Maybe a better question to ask is why. Why do I need to be in this relationship right now? Do I need it to feel validated? Do I need it to feel my loneliness? 
Do I need it so I can post selfies? Why do I need to be with somebody right now? Y'all, the way we react when we feel certain emotions really tells us what's really in our heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Y'all, if we see a bunch of flowers <laughs> and we just rolling our eyes and mad, y'all, I'm really saying this because that's how I felt. So I'm just kind of speaking because I already know. Like, that's how I felt when I just went in Walmart. Like, I'm, oh, I don't want to see this. Like, I really felt like that, y'all. But you know what that tells me about my heart? I'm a little disgusted and frustrated about my failed season of relationship. And I don't want to see that. Yeah, I might need to grieve it, but do I really? Do I really need to grieve something that God never called me to in the first place? No, because me grieving, what do I need to grieve for? Let me thank God that he loved me enough to, yeah, I might be a little bit embarrassed and ashamed, but you love me enough to block it. So that means you have more for me. Counterfeit always comes before the blessing, but I can't focus on when the blessing is supposed to come. I can't. I got to focus on you so that I can be ready when the blessing comes, y'all. We need to get so lost in God to where, yes, he knows the desires of our hearts, but I'm not going to continue to push you off and wait for the desire. Because when that desire comes, one thing about human beings, they're going to fail us. And if we are not mature enough to know and understand that, we'll put unrealistic expectations on another human being who is flawed and then be left traumatized. But if we would have just spent time with God, he could have prepared us with the knowing and understanding of that before it happened. So then forgiveness becomes easier. But that's only if we actually spend the time with God so that he can build our spirits to get there. I hope that makes sense. Reactions. The way we react to the way people talk to us. The way we react to um, bad things that happen to us. Now, I'm not talking about extremely traumatic things that might require grief and counseling. I'm sure everything requires counseling. <laughs> but I'm talking about, y'all, on a daily basis. The way that we react to stuff really shows us two things. One, it shows us what's in our heart. Because if we are not in control of our emotions, no matter what happens, our emotions control us. So one, the way we, we react to, you know, stuff that makes us angry, stuff that makes us sad, stuff that pisses us off. It really shows our heart. And two, it also reveals to us our opportunity an area of our life that we can actually let the Holy Spirit into. So don't be condemned if you react a certain way. Acknowledge it. Because when you confess your sins, God said he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. But that's when you acknowledge it first. So whenever you react a certain way to a situation and you know it doesn't align with God, acknowledge it. Okay, God. I got a little angry there. <laughs> they pissed me off a little bit, Jesus. I need help. I really do. I need help, God. Invite the Holy Spirit in. God, 
continue to convict me of my sin. Continue to show me the areas that I fall short in. Continue to show me these things. But when you show them to me, help me so that I can make you showing them to me less often. Show me and convict me, but then teach me how to glorify you in those moments instead of my own feelings, instead of my flesh. Reactions. Y'all, we can choose to react negatively to situations, to broken seasons, or we can choose to rebuild. We can choose to react or we can choose to rebuild. You cannot, you cannot build a house. Actually, you can. You can build a house without a foundation or a rocky or shaking or broken foundation. You can. You you just better pray and hope that a storm never comes. Because whenever a storm comes, it reveals how the foundation of a house was built. Build your house on a rock and not the sand. You can choose to rebuild. No matter what has happened to you in life, no matter where you think you're going, no matter what the enemy has stolen, no matter what you have handed over, you can always choose to rebuild. And that's the season God wants us in. That's the season he needs us in in this hour. He needs us in to be in a season of rebuilding, but not just rebuilding on our own. Rebuilding in our own strength. Rebuilding with our own wisdom. Rebuilding with our rebuilding with our own understanding. No, we need to forsake what we know and choose to understand that God wants to lead us through the power of his Holy Spirit. Because when we choose God, we avoid a lot of detours in life. We do. We do. And that's what God wants us to focus in on. He wants to focus in on our hearts in him he wants us to focus in on our hearts and on him so this valentine's day what can you do practically instead of listening to them listening to them love songs summer walker boo boo no don't do that don't do that why why set yourself up you just letting depressing spirits come and and just control your mind like do you want to stay there or not do you want to grow or not why are you listening to Joe? Is we trying to get happy or horny? I mean, I know in certain contexts they mean the same thing, but that's not what we're doing right now. Like, are we trying to be honorable or horny? Maybe that's a better <laughs> a better analogy or comparison. We we don't need to be feeding our flesh and our feelings this Valentine's Day. What we need to be doing is planting seeds into our future. Planting seeds into our future selves and our future relationships, and ultimately putting a season to our relationship with the Holy Spirit. This Valentine's Day, I see God really leaning in on the brokenhearted. And if that's you, if you are brokenhearted right now, and it don't matter, it don't even have to be a relationship. If it's a broken season, I need you to know that one, God loves you, and two, he wants you. He wants to be with you. He wants to know you more, but he's a perfect gentleman. He'll never force himself on you. A lot of us think we know what chivalry is, baby. God invented it. The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. Open the door for him. Invite him in. Have dinner with the Holy Spirit. 
whatever you got to do. Feel the feelings, feel the pain, feel the trauma, feel the guilt, feel the shame. But then admit them to God and ask him to help you overcome. Y'all, this is my first podcast. So thank you for bearing with me. I'm trying not to be long-winded. But I'm also trying to just express what I know God has taught me and what he is telling me. And prayerfully, I have done that. And I'm just going to close us out. And I do wish you guys had a happy Valentine's Day. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to just speak to myself and the women who are listening, God. This coming Valentine's Day, it's not going to be easy for a lot of us. But God, we ask that you please Help it be easy on our souls. God, we ask that you be our Valentine. We understand that it's a worldly, world-made holiday. But God, we also know that all things were created by you and for you. So please just teach us. Teach us on this Valentine's Day. Let your presence be made known to us. Show us. Show us the way. Show us how we can tap into you. And God, you said you are near to the brokenhearted, so please be near to us. God, we trust you with the trauma. We trust you with the pain. We trust you with the brokenness. We trust you. For you said that you make all things work together for the good of those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. We love you, and we know that you've called us. Now, please, God, help us to trust that you have purpose for our pain. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Happy Valentine's Day.